Hello. <clears throat> Hi, I am Olivia and you are listening to Rose Tinted Glasses. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in to today's podcast. Wow. It's another beautiful, beautiful day. And I hope whatever you are going through, that it will pass. I hope that you will manage to find clarity in the confusion and that you will find and discover what it is that you need to do to find the answers that you are looking for. Thank you for listening. You know, we are quick to judge. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, it's so easy to say, but I'm a good person. Why are these things happening to me? And it's an even easier to point a finger and saying that's a bad person. Look how they are flourishing. But here's the thing. We are not on a journey to make things right for other people. And this is where we misunderstand what it means to serve. Because we have been taught from a very young age to do good, from a very young age, to do good, to be good, to be responsible, to be dependable, not to associate with certain people because, oh no, these people, they are bad. These people, they are evil. <clears throat> and we have been taught that God only bless those who do good. Pardon. But if this was the case, how come so many good people are struggling? How come so many good people are in financial, financial messes where crisis after crisis is hitting them? Where when one thing works, another thing breaks. Those are good people we are talking about. And the one who's flourishing, it's the drug lord, the gangster, the unethical person, the dishonest one. The people who are flourishing are the ones that we say they have no morals and no ethics. There's nothing good about them when you look at them. But yes, they are flourishing. Is God unfair? Or is Satan aiding them? Because we like to say, you know what, the devil is helping them. <clears throat> but the truth about the devil is that he has no power. Evil has no power. Only the power that we give it. Let's look at what is evil. Because we say bad, when we talk about bad, we focus on actions, what people do, what they say. Oh, that's a bad man because he's always swearing so much. That's a bad man because the way that he earns a living is dishonest and unethical. Oh, that's that that family. Please don't associate with them. They are a bunch of criminals. We say that. And yet, when you look 
Material-wise, the criminals drive the most expensive cars. The criminals are the ones who send the children to very expensive schools. And the criminals are the ones who are living in beautiful houses. And then how do we comfort ourselves? We say no. You know? <clears throat> we comfort ourselves and we say only evil people get rich. Only evil people prosper. Only evil people advance in life because they are serving Satan. The only part we get right there is nothing. Who is Satan? What is Satan? We would like to see Satan as the one with the horns. Is it the horns? Yeah, with the horns and the pitchfork. And we see him with the evil grin. But you know what is the evil that you must overcome? Remember that we are um, the armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. So that you can stand against the devil. <clears throat> We want to put on the armor of God and then we want to go out and fight out there. We go and fight. We want to go and fight against everyone that we perceive as evil. So I will ask again, what is evil to you? Why do you put on the armor of God against what? It says so that you will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And yes, a light bulb moment. The devil is not out there. It's the devil within you. It's the evil within you that you have to fight. You have to put on the armor of God to fight against evil. What is evil? We give birth to evil it doesn't attack us from out there and you can agree or not agree this is not my place or my point to convince you of what you must believe this is just how i see it and how god has revealed this to me this is in no way an effort to change your belief system so before you want to jump onto your high horse and before you want to come and teach and preach to me, just know that this is for me. This comes from me. This is what I have prayed for to God to reveal to me. And this is what I'm hearing from him. So... <clears throat> The moment you understand that evil is inside of you, that evil is what you have to overcome every day from within, your negative thoughts, fear, it's evil. Hatred is evil. Anger, resentment, bitterness, guilt, shame, they are evil. And that is why you need the armor of God to fight the evil that is within you. 
we have been so conditioned to look outwards. As long as you look outside of you, you will keep on finding yourself in the same place over and over and over again until you start looking at yourself, until you start looking within and ask yourself, what is going on here? A typical example, a relationship. When I look at my past relationships, before I met my husband, all of them, no, not all of them, most of them were bad. The last one before him was actually the worst. It was the worst because I bought the evil inside of me was low self-esteem, feeling unworthy, feeling undeserving, feeling afraid, not wanting to be vulnerable. Fear, fear, fear. I breathed, ate and lived in fear. Everything was about fear and I fed that evil demon of fear constantly all the time and I couldn't understand why I keep on attracting this kind of person to my life. But praise God that he stepped in and he presented me with a man who could see right through the fear and God said he used that man and he said no more. No more. My child will no longer live in fear. But what needed to happen? I needed God to guide me on how to fight that demon inside of me. That was the evil. Not out there. In here. So these are the things that the armor of God presents to you. Truth righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, and salvation, the sword of the spirit, and it says it is the word of God. These are all the things that you get when you put on the armor of God. Do you have faith to fight the fear? Do you have the truth to distinguish the lie? Because we focus on them. And it's them doing this to us. And it starts with you. So the question in the beginning, why is it that people we perceive as evil, why do they prosper and flourish? You know why? They have convictions. They, they don't just rely on faith because we stop at faith. We say, no, I have faith. I believe. But what do you do with that belief? Because if God answers your prayer, if you are not in faith, if you don't know the truth, you won't recognize his voice. In order for faith to become action, to become power, to give you results, you need convictions. You must be unbendable in your convictions for good. You must be stubborn and resolute and convictions the power of convictions is once you have made up your mind this is how it's going to be nothing will stand in your way you will no longer be poor struggling unhappy 
and miserable. When you decide that I will do whatever it takes to be happy, when that becomes your conviction, you will find happiness. When you decide no more, I will no longer attract lousy men to me, then that becomes your convictions. When you say the next person that I will get to in a relationship will be strong, dependable, faithful, loving, honest, stable, hardworking, he will love and respect me. And that becomes your convictions. You will find the man who will love, honor, and respect you. If you decide that today, I am going to start working towards finding another job. And I have that job. And this is what I want. And that becomes your convictions. That is how it's going to be. Because once you have convictions, you have no longer any time for negativity. It's no longer about what I don't want, how things are not working out. It is about this is how it's going to be. When you decide I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich and I will do whatever it takes to get wealth. I promise you wealth will find you. When your focus becomes the good that we want, but what is the problem? We think faith is enough. Faith is not enough. Jesus told Peter, I will pray that your faith will not end. Because faith ends, but convictions gives you a place to stand, something to hold on, and something to keep you resolute and determined. Not faith. Not faith. Faith is just the bridge. It's your connection. Faith is your connection to the power of God. Faith is the ability to see how things can be. It's to believe that where I am now, it's not where I will stay. Faith is what propels you and moves you, but it can only work up until a certain extent. It's convictions that will keep you standing. And that conviction, those convictions, it comes from the truth in your heart. Why do you think people, they manage to achieve impossible things? In spite whether they are believed or supported or not. They are focused only on the outcome. Why do you think that is possible? Why? And yet we fail. Most of us, we fail at that. You know why? Because they have made up their mind that they will not rest until they have gotten what they've set their mind to. And that is at the heart why so-called evil people flourish. What do we do? We see ourselves as, oh, I'm such a good person. I'm a decent person. Sometimes with evil, you need to go toe to toe and not physical. Not physical, because people think to stand up for yourself is to be aggressive and rude and a loud mouth. No, you put evil in its place through love, certainty, honor, respect, calmness, sanity, faith, hope. That is what you use against evil. 
You do not. There are some people you don't even waste your time to reason with. You're wasting your breath and your energy and they will drag you down until you lose heart and you go and cower in a little corner because now you are too scared to say anything because you don't know who's going to attack you. Trust me on that one. Trust me on that one. So don't even waste your time to interact with fools. Even the word of God said, a foolish man. You cannot teach a foolish man because he's too foolish, he's too dumb, and he's too stupid. Remember the story of the donkey and the lion, <clears throat> the donkey and the tiger, where the tiger and the donkey argued for hours about the color of the grass. And eventually, they ended up going to the king, the lion. And the, the king, the donkey said, please punish this, this tiger for saying the grass is green. Punish him. So the, the, the lion, king lion said, yes, you, you are right, donkey. He needs to be punished. And happily, the donkey went off. And they punished the tiger. And the tiger said, but why are you punishing me? Because I am right. I, the grass is green. And the king said, no, I'm not punishing you before the color of the grass. I'm punishing you because you wasted precious hours of your day arguing with a fool. You should have known better. So we waste our time arguing with fools. We want to convince them how we see things. We want to convince them how wrong they are. We want to convince them that this is how it must be. You cannot argue with ugliness, with evilness, with meanness, with, with vindictiveness. You cannot. You can only deal with your own ugliness from inside of you. You are better than the fools you want to argue with. Keep that in mind. So the evil that we are looking for out there all along remember the trojan horse where with the trojan war the people who had the victory they put there was a horse outside of the city after the war so this big huge wooden horse they describe it in different things different ways and the city in celebration they brought the horse into the city into troy they brought it into the whatever country because it's the Trojan War. It's called the Trojan Horse. They brought it into the city, celebrating because they have won the war, the enemy is gone. All to find out when they were drunk and they were passed out, inside of the horse was the enemy. And the enemy killed the people in the city and only few managed to escape so you have a trojan horse inside of you we must recognize the evil we must recognize the damage and the carnage the evil can do in our lives before we want to blame other people you see that drug lord that criminal that unlikable crook that you don't like, who's flourishing. Do you know why he's flourishing? Because he has convictions. He said every day he wakes up, and I'm not condoning it. Don't get me wrong. 
because I think one of the worst things on this earth is drugs. It destroys relationships, communities, and families. It's the most destructive thing that you can find. But that drug lord, he wakes up every morning with one, con one intent. It is to make money. It is to protect his turf. It is to grow his influence. That's all he sees. He doesn't see anything else. So that's why he flourishes. And you think God is unfair? He can only give you what's in your heart. We want to dictate who God should bless and who he should curse. We want to dictate who should taste the goodness of the Lord and who shouldn't. Can you imagine if God would listen to us of who should be blessed? Because as much as there are people that I feel they don't deserve a single blessing, as much as there are many others who's looking at me and saying that she doesn't deserve a single blessing, it will be tit for tat. God does not see a person. He sees your heart. But we see people. If someone looks nice and well-dressed, then oh, that's a good person. That one is decent. That one I can allow into my life. God sees the heart. So if you think by doing, you are getting God's favor, God doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't even want your time. He doesn't want your rituals because you are burdening yourself. What he wants is you. And once you open yourself to him, then he will guide you on how to use your time, how to use your resources, how to tithe, how to do good. And if you are doing good for the show, just stop it because you're not impressing God. You are impressing people who don't even care about it. They just like the benefits of you doing good. And I can tell you, if I have someone who keeps on giving me money to impress other people, if you want to give me money to show people how you are helping me, I wouldn't be offended. Thank you. I will take the money. I will not let pride stand in my way. If you want to give me money, no more because that's what we do. We say, oh, you know, he gave it in front of other people. It's okay. If I can benefit, I will take it. Because pride, pride is standing in our way of our blessings. Not God. God never said, no, you can't have this. You must go and pray more. You must go believe more. No. God says what is true to you. And what is in your heart, I will give it to you. That is why you will flourish. If your focus is money and you wake up today and you say, I will do whatever needs to be done to make money, you will see money will come to you. Money will come to you. But of course, you will stay poor and struggling. If you want to judge, no, 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 I can't make money in that way. And I'm not saying that you must be illegal. I'm not saying that you must do illegal things. There was a woman. She was, they got filthy, stinking rich. You know how? The, her husband cleans the sewage. Have you ever, do you want to make money cleaning up poop? That's how they got money. 
he saw an opportunity. He cashed in. Ah. And they were making money. They became filthy rich. And what did we do? We're like, oh, no, I would never do that. That's what I'm talking about. I met another woman. She was renting out toilets. You know when there are functions and you need to go to the toilet. You see those toilets that stand there? And she told me she could not find a partner because no one wanted to be associated with renting out toilets. Uh, you see now, then we say, ah, oh, God doesn't bless me. You know, I'm, I'm tired of struggling. But are you prepared to do what needs to be done to get the money? You, you know what your problem is? You don't have convictions. You don't have convictions. All you have is its desires and wishes and dreams, but you don't want to take action. Because once you have faith, and from faith your convictions are born, actions will become automatically. You will do more in a day than what you thought was ever possible you will be driven you will be excited you will be motivated you will wake up every day with one goal and one goal in mind so that criminal who's ruining the community that criminal who's destroying our children that criminal who's breaking up families because of the drugs that he is selling he don't see any of that. He only sees the money that he's making. And he prospers. He grows. His empire grows. If he doesn't get killed by, 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 by the opposition. If he doesn't get killed by, by other rival gangs. Of course. That, that's, that's like a big drawback of becoming a criminal. You can get killed at any time. But what I'm saying is. When you want something, you will do whatever it takes without any of it being illegal. Because opportunities will come. If you say today that I want to make money and you have an opportunity to go and sell chips on the street, will you do that? But you want to make money. You don't have anything right now, but you still want to dictate how the opportunity must come. And then you still say God blesses the criminal more. You know what? The criminal started from scratch. Let's look at people who are not criminals. But who managed to get themselves out of poverty. Do you, do you think faith alone did that? Did you think by saying hallelujah, amen. And going to church every day. That changed their situation. Do you think things changed for them all the time while they were looking outside? It changed when they start looking from within. You will never be successful in your life if you do not have convictions. This is what convictions do. It makes you determined. When you have convictions, you stay on your path. You understand the, 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 the power of small beginnings. You understand even if you write two words a day, you are writing someone, something 
you understand that if I want to get out of this, I first need to start at the bottom. If you want to own a shop, have you read about people who's owning shops? They started selling on the street. They started selling. Guys who are selling whatever it is, it started with selling one packet of chips, one pair of shoes. Pardon. And if you are not a selling person, I'm not a selling person. I suck at selling. I can tell you about a product. Yes, I can get you excited, but I cannot close the deal. I don't know how to get you to actually hand over money to me so that I can start making money from what I'm selling. But when you have something that you believe in, because that's what I find now with my business, when I have, when I meet a potential client and I speak to them, I am clear on this is what I want and this is how much I charge. You know why? Because I have convictions now. Convictions that's taught me to do every day what needs to be done to make every day as productive and fruitful as it can be. And I'm not talking, you know, when you hear productive, you think about fancy things. It's not fancy. It's getting out of bed first thing in the morning and take a bath. Now I'm prepared. It's getting, making a commitment that you will wake up at six o'clock every day and sticking to that commitment. It's saying that tonight when the sun sets, I would have done this one thing or these two things or these three things. Convictions. Without convictions, you will never succeed. When you look at people who came from poverty and they end up on top because poverty is not your excuse. No matter what anyone tells you, it's not your excuse. The people who get out of poverty is the one who have convictions. When you have convictions, you stop blaming people. You only see solutions. You don't see a problem. Like now, 12 o'clock, when there's low trading, two hours could be wasted. But already you preempt what you are going to do in those two hours so that it can be productive, so that it can count for something. Your time is your time and it's precious. And I just decided to help. Load shedding is not going to rob me of my time. I've got too much to do. I've got too much on my plate. And this is my vision where I want to be. You need what conviction does. You get hold of your dreams and you turn it into actions. You do instead of say, stop attending seminars. Stop reading books. Just stop and start doing and as you are doing go back to reading but stop reading if you haven't done anything stop because you will read for the next 10 years and not do anything because each book will tell you a different thing each book will give you a different perspective but the message will be common you must write your own story you must find your own convictions Instead of judging and criticizing and looking at others, build on your convictions. Because a conviction starts with a decision that you take. Not lightly, 
are some things you say, uh, don't worry, I will do that. No, that's not a conviction. A conviction is when you wake up, there's no warning when it happens. It will happen. When you wake up one morning and you say, this is how it's going to be. And nothing will stand in my way. And you trust God to guide you and to lead you. And he will tell you what to do. He will tell you. But are you prepared to listen? Like if you start something and you just get the feeling. Say for instance, you just get the overwhelming sense that you must start on TikTok. You're not even a TikTok person, for goodness sake. you just like, maybe I should do a TikTok video. That is your prompt. That is your guide. Because God answers in a way that we don't even expect. Sometimes we don't understand. Just do. Just do. Or if you just get over with this overwhelming feeling that you must speak to someone. Like, I've got nothing to say to that person. But it's insistent. Speak to that person. That's your prompt. That's the answer to your prayer. Go and speak to the person. Not the one that comes out of, hey, I must go and speak to, to Olivia. Oh, no, not forget about that one. That's fear. But the one that comes that's calm and unexpected. When you were not thinking of someone and the name pops, pops up in your mind. That's how convictions get born. When you make a decision. When you make a commitment and you say, I'm dedicating myself to this thing and this thing only. And you know what is even more interesting, more better, more surprising. Once you follow the convictions of your heart for one thing, everything else will fall in place. It's with your relationship. When you wake up and decide today, I am going to be happy. I will do whatever it takes. And I trust God to guide me and to help me to be happy today. You will find by that one decision, suddenly there will be peace in your house. Your children will be more relaxed. Your husband or your partner will be more relaxed. At works, at work, things will start flowing. You will attract more people, better people into your life by taking one decision. Just one. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's to make more money, whether it's to get a better job, to start a new career, a new relationship. Do you want to move? Whatever it is, once you've taken that decision, and it's in line with your heart, mind, and your soul, your spirit. Everything just lines up. The universe will shift. God will shift the entire universe to line things up for you. But you need to start. You need to find the convictions. You need to find the faith. You can't stop with faith. Faith is just a connection. But to maintain that connection, you need convictions because we think faith is the ones of, oh, no, no, I've prayed for faith. My prayer will be answered. No, 
you don't have faith because faith true faith will say to you not my prayer will be answered my prayer has been answered you become confident in the knowledge that your prayer has been answered and everything you do you do with intent now you no longer just do things willingly you do things with planning and intent because you all you have the end goal in mind what convictions also help you with is to see the bigger picture as you take the little step you are able to see the bigger picture but you focus on the now and the steps that you take we waste so much of our times and our gifts by by living in judgment of other people let them do what they want to do let them continue let them continue you just do what need what you need what you need to do and through your actions through your words your personality what people see in you through that they will begin to see god and though those very ones that you were judging will come to you and ask you tell me how you did this don't look at them yeah i know it's difficult oh i know there are some people now when you look at them like it seems the only language they understand is a part of club. but once you begin to focus on what you want and you are convinced because convictions come from the word convinced when you are convinced you are fully and wholly con and completely convinced that this is the outcome i don't pray for anything anymore my prayer is my thanksgiving my thanksgiving is my prayer i thank god for this outcome i thank god for the new job and every day after work i go home and i send my cv out with hope with love being positive with faith i don't send my cv out at school i need a new job i'm sick and tired of this job what convictions do when you look for that job when you every single day you will send out one cv you will apply at least to one place every single day and you will send it out with love i bless the cv in jesus name i bless the cv and i give thanks that whoever opens the cv will see my heart will see my skills and i trust and i believe and i give thanks to god that this is the answer to my prayer and i thank him that he has given me this job different story that's convictions that's convictions where there's not even a question of doubt i will end off the series viking the viking series it's a silent violent series i saw watch it one when when what was his name ragnar rothrock is it but ragnar he was still the lead character and his brother betrayed them to the french and they managed to defeat the vikings and the french king celebrates and the brother looks at him and the brother says to the king 
Why are you celebrating? Why? Because the Vikings don't see obstacles. They see something only to go over or under or around. They don't see obstacles. So let our lives be like that. When you want something, you don't see an obstacle or a problem or a challenge, whatever fancy word we want to use. You ask yourself, how do I get over this, around this, or under this? Those are your only three questions. And your answer will come from asking those questions. Do you think it's easier for anyone else? Do you think anyone has it better than you? No one does. The only difference is how determined you are, how much faith you have, how strong your convictions are, and how badly you want it. Until you have concluded these things in your mind, you will always be struggling. Struggle is not God punishing you, withholding good from you. He says, I will not, I will not withhold anything good from you. Struggle and evil comes when you give in to doubt, to fear, uncertainty, when you give in to pride. So think about next time, before you want to speak about these evil people who are getting away with murder, and there are many of them. Before you start thinking about them, because they can take, they can steal your peace, your sanity, and your joy. They can make you feel as if everything is hopeless, everything is going down the dumps, and you are just powerless, being straight, um, strung along. When you start focusing on what you want, how you want it, and when you want it, there's no someday. Be specific with God. Be specific. And then he will guide you. And he will give you the strength and the power so that you can get what is in your heart. You can get what you ask him. And you will be victorious because you are a victorious person. You've never been powerless and a victim. You are a victorious, powerful, empowered human being. I thank you. Have a wonderful day.